Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity, and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back to The Kelly Roach Show. I'm super excited to have with me Ashley Alderson, and we are going to talk today about how her boutique hub literally became one of the fastest growing companies in the Midwest and how she's been able to connect thousands of business owners around the world with this unique concept. So Ashley, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Excited to have you here. So let's kind of dial the clock back and then we'll jump forward. Talk to me a little bit about how you came up with the concept and then that's a big idea, right? Like that's a big idea that you had. Once you decided that you wanted to do this, how the heck did you start figuring out how you were going to actually piece this together to make it happen? That's a great question. And I think every successful business starts with a couple of elements. One, there has to be passion behind the problem that you're going to solve. And two, you have to be willing to fail forward. If the initial idea doesn't work, you have to be nimble enough to figure out, okay, how can I quickly change directions and find what does work? So a little backstory about how this started. I'm from North Dakota originally, and you can imagine North Dakota hasn't always been a fashion metropolis, we'll yes. say. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up thinking fashion meant New York or LA, but I've always loved fashion. I've loved small businesses. I've worked in retail since I was 14 and then worked in economic development for eight years and led Chamber of Commerce and Small Business Development Center. Just loved developing businesses. And so mm -hmm. I'd always had this idea of, you know, what about fashion and boutiques, things that serve people like me from the Midwest that maybe wasn't wow. New York, wasn't LA. The rest of us have to wear clothes, right? It's illegal to go naked the last time I checked. So I had this idea to start this online shopping mall of boutiques. And when my husband and I had an opportunity to actually move from North Dakota to Wisconsin and start a new career for him, I had some time to kind of put this wild idea together. And when I did this online shopping mall of boutiques, what I found was while it served me because I could shop and I could find cute stores all over the world, what really was needed in our industry was a community. It yeah. needed to be one central place where boutique owners could come and have a voice, have someone that served them and helped them to see the forest through the trees and just brought resources together so that a boutique owner could be treated the same way a Nordstrom could be treated. Yeah. And so that's really by having two years of just trying to build this online shopping mall that ultimately really didn't work the way I wanted it to. We found what really was the sweet spot and that's the community that's the heart of the boutique hub today. Yeah. Uh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And yeah, that's it is a challenging world. The world of, of retail in general is very difficult. I run companies on both sides and you know, I, I will say the service-based industry is definitely a much simpler model. It's there's a lot more profit margin and there's there's not a lot of resources and support on that retail side of the business. So I think that's incredible that you've been able to do that. So what have been some of your biggest most important lessons in making this successful because you said it kind of zigged and zagged, right? It didn't necessarily go in the way that you had initially intended, but it was through that that you kind of figured out what what the sweet spot was in terms of how it works today and focusing on the community. Yeah, a couple of really important lessons early on is, you know, I think when we go to school, 
we're taught that we have to have this elaborate business plan and we have to have everything figured out. And really that's not the case. Really what we need is to have an MVP. What is a minimum viable product that we can clearly get into the marketplace and we can test it and we can make sure it can grow legs and then we can grow and scale from there. But mm -hmm. I think we've run into issues with capital and just so many other setbacks when we try to have everything figured out from the start rather than seeing what's actually gonna, gonna work. And I would say a second really early on lesson that was a really hard lesson for me to learn was, um, I think as founders, we sometimes have imposter syndrome and we think, who am I to build this? Like, I, I just am this girl from the Midwest. Like, why would I build this big thing? Surely there's someone out there smarter than me that can do this better. And I got caught in that trap. And I actually brought someone on that I thought was going to be a resource to our business and a partner to the business. And what ended up happening was after about eight months of working with this person and thinking we were going to team up, we pooled our bank accounts, we merged customers, like sort of change the name of our business, all of this, the legal piece totally fell apart. And this person, I feel like kind of catfished me. We actually met online and had never met in person. And at the end of eight months, when I said, well, hold up, this is not working. Maybe I can do this on my own. Like I'd intended to, this person bailed, drained our bank accounts, blocked us from the customer list that I'd built. I mean, it just kind of like took this whole thing that I'd already built and kind of went off with it. And as karma would have it, that person eventually ended up scamming several people and walked away, walked out of this industry. Um, the lesson in that for me was I brought on this resource thinking that I wasn't good enough to do it myself. And I quickly had to learn, you know, what really it takes is not being able to see the whole staircase, but being able yeah. to see this swap and just That's taking so things true. forward. It is so true. It is so, so true. Yeah. And I mean, you need the team, you need to have, you know, a, a collective group of individuals that can come together with a common cause, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to know that you can create what you want to right? and that you're surrounding yourself with resources. But I like that you mentioned the legal piece, because I think that's a part that a lot of business owners kind of leave to last, not right. realizing that, especially as you grow and scale, like that will be the thing that comes back to bite you. And it really can't be the thing you leave for last. It actually has to be the thing that you put first, right? Yeah. And that's intimidating because I think when you're, I look at this whole concept of entrepreneur versus CEO, because I, I see it very differently. And when we start and we're in entrepreneur mode, there's this common misconception that you can save your way to prosperity. Yes. And that is I can skimp on legal fees and I can skimp on advertising and I can yeah. skimp on team. And I look at payroll as an expense versus an investment. And those are great ways to set yourself up for disaster. Cause you're right. You have yeah, to have, so true. you have to have that foundation first. Yeah. I mean, it will absolutely just put you in a box that you can never break out of, right? Because you can't, you can't save your way to business success, right? You have to invest your way to business success. So I think that's, that's a great concept. Uh, when you look at what's really working well for you today, where do you really spend your energy? What are the key things that are the highest payoff focus areas or activities that you use to drive the growth of Boutique Hub today? This has been um, a long time lesson in the process. And I would say, and it's going back to what I just mentioned about being a CEO versus being an entrepreneur. I have this post-it note that's on my computer and it says, are you the bottleneck of your business? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, nine times out of 10, the answer is yes. And I think when you shift from one mindset to the next, it's just a constant evolution of how can I step back? 
I, I look at it as the bus rule. If I were hit by a bus tomorrow, which would be terrible, or the COVID rule, if I was taken out with COVID tomorrow, yeah. would my business survive? Right. You know, how can this business operate without me? And so if I can highlight just a second the difference between these two mindsets. So as entrepreneur, and there's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur mindset, we all have to start there to have the grind and get it going. But we value things like saving our way forward or DIYing, where we value money more than we value time. And we're willing to work all hours and set no boundaries to get things done. And our growth and projection is really um, short term. It's how can I make this week bigger than last week? Yeah, just like scratch and dig my way forward. And, and hard work is really the key value. And then all of a sudden we realize we can't do that very long. And we've got to switch to this other model and that's being a CEO. And you may not have any employees, but may switch into CEO mindset. That's totally possible. You don't have to have a bunch of employees to be a CEO. And to me, a CEO values systems, processes. Time is more important than money investing is more important. You have boundaries, you have clear KPIs, you value ease and abundance. And I think this is a big one. You have an exit strategy Mm -hmm. versus being an entrepreneur where your business is your identity. You're just wrapped up in, I could never walk away from this because it's who I am. But as a CEO, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I have an exit strategy and this is who I am right now, but I know where I'm going beyond that. And I have identity outside of the business that I built. Yeah, I, I think that is absolutely huge. I, I talk very frequently on the show about building a self-led company. And, you know, I think so many entrepreneurs stay stuck, as you just mentioned, in that entrepreneur mindset versus a CEO mindset. When you look at companies that you do business with every single day, you're not interacting with the CEO. The CEO is not on site every single day. They have an empowered team that understand how to carry the business forward. And yes, they may be behind the scenes, part of the vision of driving the company forward, but they are not the company, right? And that's that distinction that you're talking about here. I love that. I love yeah. that. And it yeah. takes a while to get there. It's, uh, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have a lot of pride, but also you're just a glorified control freak because you think you can't let go of anything. No one can win this as good as I can, but really they can. You have to invest the time in order to train them to do it. And they're totally capable. 100%. That's that's exactly right. So when you look at the business owners that you now help with all the resources and all of the things that you bring together in the boutique hub, what are some of the things that you feel that the business owners benefit from the most? I know you talked obviously about community, but from the standpoint of resources, information, education, strategies that they got from being a part of this, where would you say the biggest breakthroughs usually come for them? Hmm. Well, let me, let me answer this in two ways. Kind of first, I'll give you a look at how the boutique hub operates. And then we'll talk about some of the biggest, um, Takeaways, but also maybe the most successful people have in common. Um, The first is the Boutique Hub is a community first, and it's a membership model. Um, We've got members from all 50 states and eight countries that are in retail, both brick and mortar and online, um, over 8,000 of them. And so they come in every single day for daily networking and communication. We have 14 Facebook groups that are based on what type of business they are, maybe what size they are, so they can be with like-minded people. Um, They also have a training library, to perks and discounts that we get for our members, and then an entire wholesale shopping platform as well. So they have several resources that we just try to keep pooling under one roof, even including insurance programs and just things that can support their family and staff also. 
Um, but when I look at the members inside of the hub that are the most successful or the biggest breakthroughs they have, I think it comes down to, I'll say three legs that are really important. First is inventory. There's retail art, which is you know the fun part, the social media, the fashion, all of that, the, the products. Then there's science. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. Yeah. And so the most important thing is, yes, I can tell you how to be great on social media all day long and you can style outfits all day long. But if you don't manage your inventory, yeah. it will manage you. For so sure. That's, that's piece number one. Um, piece number two is content. And it's, mm-hmm. it is content creation, but never being married to one specific checklist or type. Yeah. We constantly have to be evolving content. Um, sure. I think used to be a boutique owner, you know, five years ago even, was kind of one box. It was a brick and mortar. Yeah. Maybe they had a website, but it was pretty standard. Today, because of the pandemic and how business has not only survived, but thrived during the pandemic, there's so many new business models. We have these social sellers and yeah. e-commerce stores that have just absolutely blown up that are now turning their brick and mortar store into warehouses. Yeah. Not being married to one piece of content. And then the third is really productivity. You have to be able to manage your time and your mindset in order for anything else to fall into place. If you're not well, if you have an empty cup, you can't fill anyone else's. So making sure you're whole on the inside with mindset and productivity those are the most important pieces. That's that's so good. And those are things that apply no matter what kind of business you're in. So that's absolutely perfect. That's absolutely perfect. So what are you most excited about that you're working on right now? And kind of where do you see things evolving from here for you and for Boutique Cup? Uh, well, we have a huge project on our plate right now. So uh, the most important thing for me in the business is trust. And our members knowing that no matter what, come hell or high water, we've got their back. When it was the pandemic and the world was changing, whether it's bringing in wholesale brands that we're vetting, like they have to know that we're in this for them. And so the next evolution of our business is we've been building a wholesale platform that I think is totally grassroots built by our industry, for our industry, with our members, whether they're wholesale brands or retailers, with their best interest in mind first. And this is a model that I don't think has really been done before. Um, So for us, this is a much bigger tech load than we've carried in the past. We have a huge team of developers working with us to build this and our industry and our community giving us feedback every step of the way so that we build this the way they want. Um, And this is wholesale shopping for me. 2021 and beyond is so much different than it's been in the past. For sure. That is so, so exciting. And it, yes, it is absolutely a huge undertaking, but I'm sure you will do amazing. And it sounds like you have lots of people rallying around you that are, you know, part of the process. So best of luck with that. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing some of the great lessons learned and some of the things that, you know, helped you to get to where you are today. Uh, any final tip that you want to share with our listeners before we invite them to check out your social and get in touch with you after the show? Yes. I Just one final tip I want to mention that I think is so important as I think about um, my journey and how this has unfolded. And I think about so many business owners I work with on a daily basis. I just want to remind you the power of your words. And every single day is a new opportunity to wake up and breathe new life into your business. And I am are the two most powerful words we have in our vocabulary. And so as business owners, we constantly are on this, you know, evolution of highs and lows and it's easy to get stuck in the lows 
And so if you can take a daily inventory of what are the IMs I'm speaking into life, into my business, and write them down, inventory them, and then make sure they're the right type of words. Yeah. I think that does a lot for just getting us on the right track every day and managing the ups and downs that are so normal in business. Yeah, so, so good. I love it. I love it. All right, well, let's invite our listeners. Where can they uh, continue the conversation with you and learn more about all of the awesome things that you're doing with Boutique Hub? Thanks, Kelly. It's theboutiquehub.com if you'd love to learn more about the platform. Hubventory.com is the new wholesale platform, or I love to have personal conversations over at AJ Alderson on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Ashley. It was great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you next time.